Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is number 10 of 10 on our series about abiding in the vine or walking with God, living with God, dwelling with God. And it's been wonderful for me to think on this because we don't have to be perfect to walk with God. And um, so when we think about our holy life or a sanctified life, we can think, you know, in terms of how we fall short of that. But when you talk about just walking or abiding and growing in this, uh, people get the idea of sanctification. It's a holy life to walk with God. And but if you stumble or fall, you just get back up again and you keep walking with him until you're completely sanctified when you are in heaven. Amen. So we're going to wrap it up this uh, week with our study uh, from John chapter 15 on abiding in the vine. And I want to read to you verses 16 and 17 as we close out. He says, you didn't choose me. I love this, but I chose you. You know, when I realized that he chose me and I didn't choose him, that makes it a lot more stable because my feelings can differ at times. But he chose me and he appointed me. He appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. And here's what I want to really close with. These things I command you to love one another. That's the greatest right there. Love is the greatest. And when you abide with the Lord and when you walk with the Lord in the cool of the day, if you don't love your brother, you don't know God. That's what John says. How can you say you know God and, and you hate your brother when your brother you can see and God you can't see? <laughs> this is the argument that John has. But he says, Jesus, when he talks about abiding in the vine and walking with him and growing in his friendship, his love, his joy, that we should produce fruit, fruit that remains. And the greatest fruit is love. And it's to love our brethren as we keep the commandments. These things I command you to love one another. Now, how can someone command you to love? That's always been a mystery to me because I always think of love as an emotion. But love is far greater than that. You know, you can't say, I command you to love me to your girlfriend or boyfriend or spouse. No, this love is generated over time and it grows. So when he's commanding us, I think what he's saying is your response to all of this, you know, should be an act of love. And see, love is an action. It's a verb. It's, it's, not, a, it's not just a, a, an idea. And I think that the greatest joy in life is when you show love to somebody. And that's all that God wants. He's appointed us to bear this fruit, to love, to go out of our way, to lead someone to Christ and, and make sure that they go to heaven instead of going to hell. I mean, that's what true love is. Not that you're going to judge them and condemn them and come down on them. That you really do love them enough to show them uh, the, the way, if you will, the way to God and the way to eternal life. Now, people are very confused nowadays. They don't know what gender they are. They... You know, there's so many things I'm not even going to get into it. But the devil has really spewed a lot of lies out to people, and some have grasped those, and they're abiding in those. And for you to get them to shift gears to begin to abide in Christ, they have to trust you. They have to know that you care. If they sense that you don't care, that you don't really love them, and you're a phony and a hypocrite, they are not going to follow you. It's when you lay down your life for somebody and really show some kind of act of kindness 
and and really pursue this and walk in this, that then they'll begin to trust you. And when they trust you, they'll listen to you. And when they listen to you and you have the word of God abiding in you, you can share this great hope that we have, Peter says. Now, it's important for you to know that it's the word that does the work, not you. You don't, you don't convert anybody. The, the word does the work. It does the conversion. But it must abide in you. It must be operational in you. You must be living it, experiencing it. It's real. You become the word made flesh. You are a partaker of the divine nature. Jesus himself is the word made flesh. But you, portions of the word become flesh in you. And you become like Christ in those situations. And when you act in a Christian manner of love, it is powerful. It's, it's greater than darkness and hate. And it is Christ in you, the hope of glorification, that you will be totally walking in love. And one day I was praying, and there's a scripture in, in the Sermon on the Mount, the Gospel of Matthew, where he ends it by saying, be perfect, just like your heavenly Father is perfect. And I would throw my Bible down and say, it's impossible. How can I be perfect? How can I be like God the Father? <laughs> but I began to pray about it. I began to ask him to show me. Anything you don't understand in this word, you ask him to show you, and he'll reveal it to you. And all of a sudden, he showed me that God is love in 1 John. And all of a sudden, I understood what he meant. Be perfect in love, just like your heavenly Father is. And that's what I want. I want to be like Daddy. I want to be like Abba. I want to be like my Father. I want to be perfect in love. I want to perfect my love walk. I want to love people. I want to be known by this love. And the only way to walk in this is to abide in the vine and to be disciplined, be disciples, spend your time in the Word every day, praying in the Spirit, being obedient to what He wants you to do. And I'm telling you, you will walk this out and you will have such opportunities to be love manifested to somebody. They will see the love of God in you, and they'll see there's something different about you. What is it about you? And you have this wonderful privilege of telling them about Jesus, about the salvation plan, the love of the Father. God so loved the world that he gave his son for us. Amen. I would ask you as we close this series out to reflect on it and to really purpose in your heart to really read this John chapter 15, half of it, like about 10 times over the next couple of days and allow these truths to be made flesh in you. It's a wonderful life to quote Jimmy Stewart. Amen? Well, I love you and I want to pray for you. Father, let the word become flesh in the listening audience, that they will be love manifested to the world. In Jesus' name, wow. God bless you. There's nothing greater. Go for it. I'm gonna. Please tune in next week. We're going to start a new series, and that is going to be an understanding of the Ten Commandments from this book. We'll go through each chapter from a spiritual point of view. It's, it's powerful. These are very spiritual laws when you look at them in that light. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Tune in next week. Drop me a line, frankjulian5 at gmail.com, or go to my website, frankjulianministries.com. Tune in next week. Tell a friend about the program. God bless for now. Bye.